Thank you for joining us on our LWCC podcast. Right now, you're going to hear a message from our senior pastor and founder of Living Word, Pastor Ruben Reyna. Let's jump into our word. to cry. I said, oh my God, they're so blessed to be able to sing here and to shout here and just to enjoy the presence of God. I'm honored to see them grow up. And a lot of you have grown up in Sunday school. A lot of the worship team has grown up in the Sunday school. And look at what they become. They become giants in the Lord, just giants in the Lord. We're not, not going to keep you too long because we got tamales after the service. And I don't want you to, to miss out on anything. All right. Especially Rudy loves those tamales. Right, Rudy? Where Rudy at? Yeah. <laughs> they are good. I don't know what happened to this thing, but it just... Uh... Anyway, let me give me a second here. Every time this happens to me, because, well, I don't need it. Let's go to John chapter 28. <clears throat> Maybe a bishop can fix it for me, and I'll go from here. John 28, Matthew, John 28. I'm sorry, Matthew 28. What am I saying? I don't know about you, but I feel resurrected. When they were singing, my spirit started jumping inside. I was like, oh my God, help me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to manifest right now. They're going to think I'm going to be demon possessed when I'm Holy Ghost possessed. Yeah, it says here in chapter 28, <laughs> at the end of the Sabbath, as it began to dawn towards the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary to see the sepulchre, and behold, there was an earthquake, for the angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat upon it. And his countenance was like unto lightning, and his remnant was white as snow. For the fear of him that keeps keepers did shake, listen to this, and became as dead men. And the angel answered and said unto the women, Fear not, ye, for I know that you seek Jesus, which was crucified. He is not here, for he has risen. As he said, come and see the place where they laid him. Father, thank you so much for allowing us to be alive here in this place and to feel your wonderful glory. You're an amazing God, and we just worship you with all our hearts. We thank you for saving us out of darkness and bringing us into this marvelous light. Now I rebuke the powers of the enemy, and I thank you for the glory of God that's all over this place, Father. In Jesus' name I ask, bless this word, amen and amen. Hallelujah. For those that are in the, uh, the overflow room next door, or the, or the garden, make sure you listen, because there's a lot of you there. And if you came with your heart open, God's going to do something inside of you. I entitled this message, 
Go tell the good news. Go tell the good news. Here the Bible says that the earth shook. I don't know about you. We need an earthquake here. Because once an earthquake comes, everybody starts shaking. And everybody wants to run to church. And guess what? We are the church. And if it does shake, we'll be right there as a church representing the power and the glory of God. And we can bring more people to the Lord. But here on this Easter day, there was an earthquake. I don't know if you've ever been in an earthquake. I've been in three of them already. And believe me, no matter how powerful you are in the Lord, you still shake. Your nerves get to you. You get crazy. But nevertheless, you know who God is and you don't need no medicine. All you need to do is go down on your knees and start asking God to give you the peace and the tranquility that only Jesus can bring. No pill can bring that type of control, that calmness. Hallelujah. So here is Mary and here is Mary Magdalene running towards that tomb. And Mary, Mary Magdalene was that prostitute that God raised from her own sin and delivered her from several demons. How many know that God has power to deliver you from demon forces? We don't serve a God that is dead. We serve a God that is alive. We serve a God that can do anything that he puts here in the Bible. So you and I are among the living. Hallelujah. And when you're among the living, you feel like you've got this energy. And they were excited, Mary and Mary, and Mary Magdalene, to go and see the sepulchre. I don't know about you, they, they, saw, they showed a sign of gratitude. They were excited. They knew that they wanted to see the body of Jesus, but they were not expecting what they saw. And the Bible says here in verse 2, And behold, there was a great earthquake, for the angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat upon it. What a powerful statement. That he sat upon the stone that he rolled away from that grave, and he sat on it. Meaning to say that God gave him the authority to roll back that stone and to allow them to see the angel because he can roll back anything that he put that, that is in front of them. God can use an angel to just li literally just with one finger just touch it and roll it out of the way and sits there to represent the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Meaning to say that God does not lie. Once he says something, he's going to accomplish. Once, he's going to, once he decides to save you, he's going to save you. Once you decide that you will open up your heart, then God says, I'm coming into him because I made a promise. I'm going to fill you with my presence because God is alive and he is not dead. Some of us need an earthquake. I remember taking our church over to Yosemite. We were in the middle of all the pine trees. We were having a service. I had some rebellious teenagers there. And all of a sudden, the place shook. And everybody started scattering. And I said, come back, cowards, come back. <laughs> and glad, I was glad it was a little shake. And they all came very humbly. I remember they got saved right there because they understood that they could not do anything to stop that earthquake. And they were humbled. Well, God will send his angels. And his angels are pretty powerful. Yeah. 
And I'd like to read a couple of, uh, maybe one scripture out of the book of Revelations, just so you could see how powerful these angels are. And looking at Revelation, uh, Revelations 13, it says, And there stood up on the sand of the sea. That's not it. I'm sorry. Let me go back. Let me go back. Pastor's getting younger. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Chapter 9, verse 1. And the fifth angel sounded, and I saw a star fall from heaven upon the earth. And to him that was given the keys of the bottomless plate. And he opened the bottomless plate, and there rose up smoke out of the pit, and as the smoke of the great furnace, and the sun and the air were darkened by reason of the smoke of the pit. Can you imagine? Here is this angel, and he was ordained to, to just come. Let me read it again, verse one. Five, uh, verse one. And the fifth angel sounded, and I saw a star fall from heaven unto the earth, and to him was given the keys to the bottomless pit. That's authority. Nobody could open up that bottomless pit unless God gave them order to open it. But they were so powerful that he opened the bottomless pit. Guess what the bottomless pit is? That is a place where they keep falling and falling and falling and there is no bottom. And that's where the devil will be thrown in the bottomless pit. But God will open up through an angel the bottomless pit. So angels are not weak. Angels are strong and powerful and mighty. Thank God for angels because you don't even realize how many angels protect you. You could have been dead by now, but you're not. You could have been in a bad accident, but you're not. Why? Because there is a protection of God's angels around the believers. So you and I know the power of the resurrection because he set us free, but also sends his angels to guard over us, to guard over us. Tell your neighbor, you got your angel there next to you, neighbor. You can't see him, but he's there. I don't know about you, but that makes me feel good. That makes me feel good. These three women were running there, and they were taking the, 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 uh, uh, let me see here. The women were running towards the temple with spices. They were going to anoint the body of Jesus. Literally, they know that an earthquake was going to take place. They had no idea that this earthquake was coming. But when that earthquake hit, before they even got there, the angel rolled back the stones because they knew that they were running towards Jesus. The angel stood there on top of the stone and it represented that God has given us victory over death and over the grave. Because those days that he stood underneath the ground, he went downstairs and told the devil, I am right here. And I am taking away the keys from you of death and sin. I'm taking them all away because now anybody that cries out to God, will, will God represent himself there inside of your soul to make you free? But one word they did that the angel said, I don't want you just standing here. 
I want you to go and tell the people that I am alive. Woo, Buddha hasn't resurrected. Allah hasn't resurrected. The only one that's resurrected is the Lord Jesus Christ. <clears throat> and he says, go quickly and tell them that I'm alive. Can you imagine the scripture says that the soldiers that were there taking notice of the, or taking care of that grave, they trembled. The, the scripture says they were as dead men. I don't know about you. Have you ever been spooked where you just, just stand there and freeze and you're frozen? I remember going to Tijuana with one of my guys and we were passing out flyers over there and we came back in a Volkswagen and I am driving and I am praying and I'm asking God, I want to see you, God. It was dark because before it was only a two lane road going to Tijuana and it was dark and I started getting anointed and praying and then all of a sudden I said these words, Lord, I want to see you. Lord, I want to see you. And then I felt a hand touch me. I said, oh, I forgot that I had Xavier sleeping and he touched my elbow and I froze. And I never prayed like that again. <laughs> because if the Lord would appear to us, we would be as dead people. I felt like a dead person driving that Volkswagen until he told me, it's Xavier. I just woke up. Do you know what a relief that was? I forgot I had him there. But the gravy, the gravy, I'm getting hungry. <laughs> Verse 6, it says, and he's, he's not here, the Bible says, for he has risen. And he said, come and see the place where the Lord layeth. What a, what a powerful statement to make to the ladies. Come and see where he was laying. The women had come to a place where they understood everything that Jesus had told them. He says, I will be three days and three nights in the bottom of the earth. I will be in the middle of the earth there. And he says, just like they did with Jonah. Jonah was in the whale for three days and three nights. He says, just like that story. He says, so will I also come and appear to you guys because the, end, the tomb will be empty. But they never, they never, you know, thought about all that, even while Jesus was speaking. How many know, sometimes we hear things, but we don't listen. We don't listen until something supernatural takes place. But here the scripture says that the angel appeared, the soldiers were shaken up, and their human fear came alive. So it was a surprise for all these soldiers. I don't know about you, but if I would stand there as a soldier and all this was happening, I think I would have died. If I would have died just holding that, that wheel in the Volkswagen and then feeling Xavier's hand, if they felt that way, I would have died just to know that something supernatural had taken place. So the grave is empty. Why is the grave empty? The grave is empty because Jesus made the promise that he would arise from the dead. The Bible says to us that one of these days the rapture is going to happen. In a moment, in a twinkling of an eye, we're going to disappear. 
This natural body is going to put on a supernatural body, and we are going to be in the presence of God. We are not like people that have no hope. We have hope in the resurrection. It's just not that he resurrected. No, he's ready to take us away. And the way this world is getting crazy, I don't know about you, you turn on the TV, you hear the news, you hear all the crazy stuff that's going on, wars, rumors of war, Iran, uh, Russia, everything, prophecy is all right in front of us. I say, oh, Lord, you're about to come back. And I have this promise that you're going to take the church away because of your resurrection. We sit here, but we know also that the church is going to disappear. It's going to disappear. So without a resurrection, we don't have no hope. Without the resurrection, we have never had salvation. But because of the resurrection, we have been made alive in Christ Jesus. Turn around and tell your neighbor, are you resurrected, neighbor? From your sins? I don't know about you. When I got saved, I got resurrected. I was just 22 years old when I got saved. At the age of 24, I was in Bible school. Not knowing what on earth was taking place, but learning everything. But all I knew, I had been saved and I had been called. And because I was called, I was preparing myself. And I remember that God called me and says, I'm going to use you in a mighty way. He didn't show me this big picture. He just told me, I'm going to use you in a mighty way. Little did I know all the stuff that I've been doing for a long time. Neither did I pay attention to it. I just put my hand to the plow and I didn't look back. Now I meet up people in the street 40, 42 years later. Hey, I know you, Pastor. I know you, Pastor. Where do I know you? I got saved at your church a long time ago. I go, wow, the fruit still speaks. Listen to me. You are a special person. You are a royal person priesthood unto God. You're a special nation. So you got to realize that God has his hand upon you and he wants to do something supernatural and something big in your life. You're just not here accidentally sitting down. You're here because he decided to choose you, forgive your sins, pick you up and make you into the person that you are today, a brand new creature in Christ Jesus. So the Bible says that he is Lord. He is Lord. He is Lord of everything, of everything. And we are his sons and we are his daughters. Can you imagine that? We get to walk this earth. The minute we wake up, wash our face and start glorifying God, we are part of him. We are the body of Christ and we walk around and we do things that are holy, things that are pleasing to him. We win souls. We see miracles being done. We know that he's alive and we are part of this body. I don't know about you. Sometimes I feel very special. I feel privileged that I can do something for the Lord because of the resurrection, because he's a God that is alive. So you and I need to wake up in the morning and say, thank you, Lord. You're an awesome God. You are beautiful. No matter what takes place in your life, if you lose, lose loved ones, no matter what, you are still alive. You are still called. You got to accomplish what God wants you to accomplish. 
So we can mourn, we can do all kinds of things, but still inside there is a, a genuine fire of the Holy Spirit inside of you that will not let you go. Because once you taste it of the Lord, you will never be the same. Even if you try to go back to the pig pen, you don't live there no more. You don't live there no more. You've been marked by the blood of Jesus. I, I had one guy that went to a witch. And you know what the witch told her? Told him, he says, you don't belong here. And he said, why? He says, because I could see inside of you that you don't belong to us. That's a backslider. You do not belong to us. Please leave this building. I said, hallelujah. He came back and told me the story. I said, did you learn? Yeah, I'm back with God. I learned that I've been marked by, the, by God himself. And I can never go back. Because I know now that I don't fit. Not even the witches want you. <laughs> not even the, do the witches want you. Because God has risen in order to make you into a person that he wants to make you into. So you and I need to understand that this resurrection is a powerful resurrection because it was promised. It was promised many, many, many years, even in the Old Testament up to now, that we sit here. It happened and we need, we need to understand that that veil fell upon us. We have a mandate. The mandate is to tell everybody about the Lord Jesus. That he is not there. I was in Jerusalem and they took me through everything. I went to the, to the tomb. There's nobody there. Jesus is not there. It's just a tomb. Just a tomb. Just a history. But he lives in my heart. He lives in your heart. And he loves you so much that he will not let you go. Let me tell you something. The kids that you saw here, they're testimonies of what Jesus did in your heart. All these little kids, when I saw them, I know their moms and dads, they're different. To see your kid doing that, to see my grandkids singing, what do you think that does to me? That, that makes me feel like, hey, I could die in peace. And they'll keep preaching for Jesus. Because they're going to grow up and be great in the kingdom of God. Come on. You ought to be happy for that. <clears throat> and verse 7 says, Go quickly and tell his disciples that he has risen from the dead. And behold, he goeth before unto thee to Galilee. There shall you see him. Lo, I have told you. And they departed quickly to the, from the sepulchre with fear, great joy, and did run and bring his disciples the word. The ladies were used. Let me tell you, ladies, you are special. The men would have never said, let's go anoint the body. <laughs> it was the ladies in their mind, I'm going to go anoint the body with the spices. The ladies have this intuition inside of them when they're touched by God that they just want to serve God with all of their hearts. So ladies, you're special. 
Don't let nobody tell you that you can't do nothing for Jesus. When God begins to speak to ladies, they're more sensitive to the Spirit of God. To males, we're okay. <laughs> but ladies are more sensitive for some reason or another. They're more sensitive to the presence of God. So God uses ladies. Don't ever feel, ladies, that God cannot use you. Listen to me. If I would have died, Stella would have taken over. That's the way it would have been. And she probably did a better job than I would. But that's not the way God ordained it. But ladies are special. You women are supernatural people. Don't stop. Those ladies that you don't know God, let me tell you something. It's time to know God because when you know God, you will fall in love with God first and your husband is second. And when the husband gets saved, the wife is second and you become first to God. Yeah, yeah. And when a man gets saved, his whole family gets saved. That's why it's important that the man gets saved. Because the man has authority to rule over his family and to bring them together so that God can do something supernaturally in their lives. I'm, I'm coming around here. But the Bible says that this angel represented authority. You and I are sitting here today, not hopeless, not lost, but we have a risen Savior. And then he promised in the book of Acts, he says, after I leave, I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit has a mind, has emotions, and has a heart inside of you. He is a person. He is a person that convicts you. How many know what conviction is? Let me see your hands. When you feel convicted inside, you could be driving by yourself, but you feel convicted. Convicted. I've seen strong men, men that love God, all of a sudden rise up because God made them alive. I'll never forget the guy that I had. His name was Indio. And he was about this big. Indio. He had a wife about this big. And India was tough. India drove a diesel. He got touched really, really in a powerful way. And one day he's headed down the street with his diesel. And here comes this convertible, a GMC convertible, with this beautiful girl. Beautiful. She was beautiful. That's what he's telling me, okay? That she was beautiful. I said, what did she do? She says she was Google-eyeing me and telling me to stop so that he could take, she could take me away. I said, what did you do? He says, I hit the truck and I hit the gas and I took off. And the next light stopped me. I said, then what happened? So he's got me now. And he says, well, the lady, the lady drove up and she's still flirting with me and everything. He says, well, I hit the gear again and I hit the next light. I said, what did you do? I says, man, I was so nervous. My wife gave me lunch and, and I got the lunch and I tore the bag and, and I, I grabbed some Twinkies and I, I opened them up and, and then I got the Twinkie and I threw it at her. <laughs> I said, what happened? She said, she, she had it all smeared in her face. I said, what did you do? He says, I took off and got on the freeway and never saw her again. <laughs> and then he told me, listen to this, did I do what was right? I said, brother, I'm, I'm going to sell holy Twinkies to all the men. <laughs> because you did what was right. Yes. 
That's conviction. That's conviction. I have a man here that I'm going to call up Frank. I'm going to call Frank up here. I want him to tell you a little story about something that happened which comes into this resurrection thing. You got to listen to this. It's only been like three minutes, but Frank is amazing. Go ahead, Frank. Go ahead. Good morning, everybody. How you doing today? Feeling resurrected? Well, I hope so. I'm going to share a little story of what happened to me some years <clears throat> back. Um, I had a seizure, and I was pretty much out. So paramedics get there. Everybody's there. Um, so what I seen is, you know, when they pretty much tell you to back away, clear, they zap me. But what I saw, I saw people looking at me. I had out-of-body experience. Now, I wasn't crazy. I kind of crazy, but, <laughs> but uh, I'm watching this take place. And, uh, you know, that's where God resurrected me. That's where I, my life turned around. Not only that, I have a lot of stories, but I, might, I only have a time limit. He's looking at me already. But uh, I, I want to tell you that God's for real. Open your heart up. Don't let something happen and then, then you're going to be like me. No, I mean, I'm doing good, I'm saying. <laughs> but God is for real. And he wants to help you no matter what you're going through. The doctors try to keep me out of work for a year. And I just kept praying and praying and praying and crying out to God. And everybody would be gone from the house. And I had myself to God. And I kept pressing forward, kept pressing, pre pressing, pressing. And then, uh, man, uh, they retired me. I was pretty much done with work. I couldn't go back to work. They took my license away. You know, I began to get stripped from these things. And, uh, man, God heard my cry. God picked me up. Man, I'm back on my feet. I'm doing good. And God's for real. I said God is for real. Hallelujah. Amen. Open your hearts up. Open your hearts up and let Jesus in. Amen. Frank, 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 tell them what happened when they put those things on you. Oh, yeah. I missed that. Oh, yeah, so here I am, you know, I'm out. So I, I would lay down, but now. So I, I, I'm out. So I got up, and the guy that zapped me, he, uh, you know, I got up and I started talking about, hey, so what are you doing? You know, I started talking to him. He, I, I freaked him out. I mean, just think, one minute I'm out. Next minute I'm talking about a hamburger or a burrito. Hello? Hey, God is good. Tell him about speaking in tongues. But... Oh, there's another story. Come on. So here's another time that it happened. Here I'm in the uh, 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 mercy room. I'm all strapped down. I wake up, but I don't know what happened. Paramedics, I mean, the firefighters are there, some big guys like me, you know? <laughs> no, these guys are big, strong guys. But one guy stood there and he explained what had happened. He said that I was speaking in tongues. And here, when you have a seizure, you're pretty much out. I don't know if you know about it. You could Google it. But you have no senses. And I was, there's a spiritual warfare going on. And God used me that day to touch a firefighter. He was a backslider. And he knew what I was saying. I was loud. In tongues. Huh? In tongues. In tongues. Hallelujah. Can you hear me? God is real. God is real, man. You don't know. 
Who are you going to touch? You don't know when they're passing out that flyer. You don't know who you're going to speak to or share your testimony to. You don't know who's hurting. But I hope today that God will touch you and resurrect your heart because he's for real. Amen. Can I have an amen? Amen. amen. Thank you, man. What he forgot to say is that they sapped him. <laughs> and he woke up speaking in tongues. And the guy was a backslider. And he heard him speaking in tongues. And he left, but he came back. And he said, man, I gave my heart back to Jesus because of you. So God will use anybody to touch the person that's running away from him. That's how much God loves us. So this morning, we need to understand that we serve a God of resurrection power. And I don't care what you've done. I don't know what you're going through. But I know one thing. You're the apple of his eye. And he is looking at you. And he knows who you are, what you're doing. But he's got big open arms that say, I love you so much. I am bringing you back. To me, and I'm going to open up your eyes because I have the resurrection power to accomplish everything that I need to accomplish in your life. Now, I'm talking about God now. I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about the Lord embracing you and bringing conviction to you that you need to get back to where you need to be because there is an empty spot in you that only God can fill. Only God can feel. Nobody else can feel it. You can try everything you want to, but nobody else can feel that spot. I want you to stand with me. And those that are out in the, in the patio there, I want you to stand with me. And I want you just to close your eyes for a moment. Close your eyes for a moment. Just close your eyes. Don't even look at me. Just close your eyes. I just want to say one thing to you. If the Lord spoke to you today and you came in and you said, I need God inside of my heart and you know you're lost, you're wandering and you know you're lost and you say, I need Jesus in my heart. Outside, there's a pastor there waiting for you and here inside. And if you're listening to me, I want you to lift up your hand and say, Pastor, I need Jesus in my heart. Just lift it up high where they could see it because we want to pray. Not asking you to join a church. The most important thing, I want you to know Jesus. If you know Jesus, then God can do whatever he wants to do in your life. Lift up your hand because backslider, I know that the Lord is real and he's not going to let you go. You're married to him. Whether you like him or not, he's going to get you. He's going to get you. There's nowhere to run. Maybe you say, Pastor, I am here, but I don't understand. Lift up your hand. Just lift up your hand. And say, I need Jesus. There in the, in the patio, if you're there, my usher will get you, and he'll, he'll pray for you. If you're here in need of Jesus, I want you to come right now. I'm going to open up this altar. Maybe you're a backslider. Maybe you don't know God. Maybe outside you don't know God. If you're here, I want you to just say, Reuben, I want to accept Jesus in my heart. I need him. I need him. 
Hallelujah. Just close your eyes, would you? Just say with me this prayer. Because a lot of times we're embarrassed. But we're far away from God. But he's a personal God. I want you to say this prayer with me. Say, Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me of all my sins. Right now, I accept you as my Lord and my Savior. Holy Spirit, embrace me. Don't ever let me go. Even when I decide to run, don't let me go. I thank you now, Lord, for your power, your grace, and your presence in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Maybe you're here this morning and you say, Pastor, I just need prayer. I'm sick physically. I've seen a lot of people get healed. If you need prayer for healing, I want to open up these altars as the worship team sings a song. I want you just to come and say, you know what, here I am. Let the Lord be the Lord of my life. I need healing in my body. I want you to come. I want to pray for you real quickly. Because sometimes we come very, very heavy. And only God can touch us. Only God can touch us. As the worship team sings something, we're going to pray together. We're going to ask God to just touch our bodies. Hallelujah. Heavenly Heaven looked away.